like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here this week, the second week of Creature Features. That is our October 2021 theme. Uh, we are watching horror movies, as we do every October on Movie Club. Um, but these are specifically with creatures in them. And Corey picked week two. Uh, in a little bit, we're going to be talking about Psycho Gorman, which is a Shutter original, although you can also get it on DVD, or at least it was on DVD uh, prior to its Shutter release. Um, this is my second viewing of this film because I watched it earlier on a screener right before it dropped on Shutter. And uh, but Corey had not, so this is her pick. We'll be getting into that in a little bit, but before we do, we like to talk about what's been going on and then see what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey, how's it going? It's fine, glad it's almost the end of the week. Uh, almost because usually we record on Friday nights, folks, but this week we have opted to record on a Thursday. Um, for reasons. I don't remember exactly why. It, it benefited me as well. I know that because I was going to ask if we could record on Thursday. But something cool happened in this weekend? Uh, Yeah, Friday tomorrow we're supposed to be going to a an escape room, a Jack the Ripper themed Ooh. escape room. I've never done one before. What happens if you don't escape? You probably get murdered. This That's is how scary. they make horror movies. It's, there is literally two movies called Escape Room. Um, that I oh, like yeah, the first one. The second one's okay, but the first one I like quite a bit. Um, uh, and dinner. Well, that's fun. Yeah, tacos. It sounds oh. like, and winter tacos not the best choice. I mean, I feel like tacos are always the best choice, but not enough people take those, and it drives me crazy. Um, people don't like tacos. I just feel uh, maybe people I'm around don't like it, tacos enough. It, it does. It just feels like we. I don't get enough tacos. I'm sorry about that. I think that's why mine and Bill's marriage works so well as I can, you know, make tacos like every day of the week and it would be fine. He would love it. I, uh, I concur. I would also love it. That's like Taylor doesn't really like tacos. She likes, uh, nachos. Oh, those are delicious too. Yes. Any, any kind of taco based product whether it's on chips or in a salad even yeah with rice i'm I'm pretty much down for taco flavored anything and i can go chicken or beef or steak you know i'm i'm pretty open to the possibilities i do like pork i've never made pork carnitas um but like if i go to a a real authentic mexican restaurant i'm in on the pork um but yeah i i love i love mexican food in general it is among my favorites um which was kind of a bummer uh so this week uh, at my high school, it, we've been celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month um, for a bit now, but uh, this week was like the real like big time celebration part of it. And they had a uh, we we had a taco truck come uh, during our lunch time because we have like an hour long lunch again. Oh, and uh, they were going to have the taco truck there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, on the on our little like plaza area, and uh, in the past we've had like a snow cone trucks there like on certain like like during spirit week and things like that we'll have like these snow cones 
and the kids go crazy when they're there. Like, like you've never seen a line this long. Like lines at Disney aren't as long as they are for snow cone day. Right. So when they said there was going to be a taco truck, I was immediately like, Oh, this isn't going to work. Cause there's just not going to be enough truck to handle 1500 students who all want a dollar 50 taco and more. They're not all getting one taco. They're going to get $20 worth of tacos or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to oh, go yeah. wild. And I'm like, they're just not going to be able to keep up. There's no way. Like, there's no way they're going to keep up. Like, a good, a great Mexican restaurant doesn't serve 1,500 people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not. And granted, there's not actually 1,500 people because, like, that's the total number of students. But even 500 people at a single restaurant is insane, right? Like, that's not yeah. how restaurants work. That is especially not how a single food truck is designed to work. So I knew it wasn't going to work. And it didn't work. Like, it, people... Oh. There were too many people, not enough time, not enough employees at the truck to possibly handle that number of people. And again, if it was everyone getting one taco, maybe, but people are ordering 10 tacos or whatever. There's just no way, right? Yeah. Like, that's why, like, if you've ever watched how a school cafeteria runs, is there's so much pre-made food. And even then, they still sometimes run out of certain things because you can't make enough of a, and ahead of time you know it's like to be ready in that kind of capacity it's a great idea and i like i, I applaud my co-workers for trying to organize it but i i was like logistically that's not you need like seven or eight top food trucks like minimum to handle that many people and that's still going to be a long line so they ended up having oh to God. cancel it uh today and tomorrow but um they did do it one day and oh. the people who got tacos i think had a good time I didn't try because, again, I, I kind of foresaw that that problem happening because so, it's too many people. Does everyone have their lunch at the same exact time? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well, so we have an hour-long lunch, and um, we've had this for several years. Uh, we're one of the only high schools who do it, but the intent of it is you have an hour break. And you can't you can't leave campus unless like you are a dual enroll student or whatever. And even then, you can only leave campus. You don't leave and come back, kind of thing. And we have one pretty good sized cafeteria. And the idea is that they can get their food and go eat in any classroom or any. We have like designated seating areas other than the cafeteria, like throughout the school, where you can easily eat lunch. Right. That that's not so much the problem. Mm-hmm. But the reason we do the the flexibility is, let's say you are you missed a day of class or you were behind in an assignment you can go to that teacher's room during their open time of lunch and get work done. Um, And the students who take advantage of that time to get work done succeed far more than those who don't, right? Like if you, there are definitely students who like, Hey, I have an hour. I want to do whatever the crap I want. If they don't choose to do, to use that time to get caught up, it doesn't help them. But majority of our kids are responsible with that time. And so, you know, you rotate, like you kind of get like a, a, your own, they kind of build their own lunch schedule. Like I will go the first, as soon as the bell rings, my class is right across from the cafeteria. So I will be able to get in there, get my food and get sat down. And then I have the rest of the hour to do whatever. And other kids are like, well, I know how busy the cafeteria gets. So I will go at like the 30 minute mark and get my food then. Or, you know, they, they, they kind of naturally find a rhythm to the, the madness and it, it works. I would say 90% of the time really, really well. And it gives everybody a nice, you know, a kind of time to wind down with lunch. Cause you, like, if it's a 20 minute lunch, you're like shoveling food in your mouth. And with an hour, like you can really take your time to eat, you know, um, some days I'm able to like eat my food with no interruption. And other days, like I take a bite and then I help 
eight kids with something and then I go take another bite. And it's just how I'm used to doing it. Um, so for like the last year, because of COVID and, and everything, we didn't have the hour long lunch. Um, and granted, we still have COVID, but the world that we live in seems to not think so. So we're back to like the way it was. Uh, and it kind of made sense because the COVID lunch system wasn't really any safer for the kids per se. Um, because they were like, even though there were three lunches, they were still like, they had to stay in the cafeteria. So you were like a packed cafeteria. Oh. Um, packed is strong. Cause we only had like half of the number of people on campus anyways, to begin with. But uh, this year, when we first started, we, we kept the three lunches under that same pretense but now everybody's on campus. So you were you were cramming people in the cafeteria. So now they can spread out because they can go to like my classroom. I usually have maybe 10 kids in my room and we all sit, you know, a couple sit close. Like like my my desks are in groups. So like they're at a group, but they're still kind of spread out. And I, I you know, I, I have a big giant plastic shield is what we refer to it as like in front of my desk that's supposed to help it i don't really think it does but i still have it there so like if someone were to cough at me it like will hit the the plastic shield instead because that's the only time i don't have a mask on is when i'm eating but but as soon as i'm done eating it's back on so but yeah uh, i didn't mean to give that much detail but you know that's the that is my uh my day-to-day lunch schedule kind of things and um this week we had that that cool taco truck but I will. I do want to give a shout out. One of my my coworkers for many years. I, I'm pretty sure the like nine to ten at this point um, is our culinary teacher, right? And this year she started uh, a coffee shop with her students. Like they just for teachers. It is like a teacher only on campus coffee shop, and they do like baked goods with the coffee in the morning. Oh, nice. Um, and they have like hot coffee, but they also have like uh, cold brew stuff, and they they do lattes with the cold brew. Um, and uh, they have some of my favorite, like, breakfast pastries. Corey, they have this ham and cheese scone that is one of the best tasting things I've ever eaten that I dubbed uh, Ham Sconies, which is now the that's now the official name on the menu. Because it yes! is my um, but <laughs> I love it. It's so good. And, I want to eat one um, just because of the name. Oh, right. Also, uh, I love food. So they're they're so well priced. Uh, today I had a cher- uh, chocolate cherry scone, which was real good as well. Um, but uh, once a week they do a, a lunch, and so like today was the lunch, and um, there was a like I'm gonna say pizza roll, but not like pizza rolls like you get frozen, like it, like taking pizza dough, putting all your stuff, and then rolling it like a cinnamon roll, and then cutting it into pieces like that, like that kind of a pizza roll. Um, and I really wanted to get that, but I was responsible, and I got the the entree level chef salad but oh man Corey, it was one of the best salads i've ever eaten too like and these are like students who are being trained in the culinary arts making the stuff and it is top notch so like one to my coworker, just incredible stuff and then uh to see like the kids like they're so proud like when i come and get the coffee every morning they know my order now like i, I am a regular i've made sure I've, i think i've gone every single day that they're open um to get a cup of coffee and i don't know if they know but I have a coffee maker in my room. And so I could just make my own, but I, I, I am supporting them and I'm, I'm great. Their coffee's amazing. So like, I'm not, I'm not disappointed that I'm yeah. buying coffee, but I literally do not need to buy the coffee, but I, I I'm proud of what they're doing. It's, it's so amazing to me uh, to be that organized, that dedicated, you know, they're there a little earlier than most other students to be able to pull it all of it off. And, um, and it's great. And again, like, they they've been making pumpkin bread for the last two weeks, 
Mm. And you know, I love pumpkin listeners. Yeah. Uh, I, am, I am very basic when it comes to my pumpkin spice and pumpkin flavored things. And man, the pumpkin bread is so good. Um, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. I'm really proud of them. Like, I work at such a cool high school that something like that can even exist. Um, you know, and we're not a private school, we're a public school. So like, you know, it's, uh, it's just, you know, when you have good teachers and you have support from your administration and you have kids that want to, to, to push themselves, man, you see stuff like that happen and it's, it's amazing. Um, and again, uh, this, the salad I had today was amazing, like so good. And last week they did a picadillo, a Cuban dish that I've, I've only got to have, uh, once at a Cuban restaurant and then I made it myself once, which I did a decent job. They did a better job. Um, but that was really good last week. And then I think the only other lunch they've done so far, it's only been about a month since they opened. Um, and we've had weird schedules in between to make it even more challenging, but, uh, they did a meatloaf sandwich, um, the first lunch. And that was also really good. I've, I've been a avid customer, um, and I will continue to support as long as they keep making such awesome product. I have no shame in supporting. And sorry, listeners, if I'm getting you like, oh, that sounds good. Because you, no. you, unless you work with me, you, you can't have it. But <laughs> <laughs> Or you can find your own recipes and make it, guys. Um, Fair point. But I think that is really cool because... I think that, I don't know, we have a, like, coffee cart that's local, and they, it, I think that it's two ladies, girls, they're, they seem to me younger, you know, maybe, like, early 20s, I've only seen them in person, like, once or twice, but they go to a lot of events that I go to, and I just think that those are really good skills, obviously, that those students are being taught, and that you know, you can go out and start a business with that or maybe get your foot in the door somewhere else if that's what you enjoy. I also understand that working in kitchens and stuff is very stressful. But you know what yeah. I you know what I mean? I, I think that it's just really cool those girls have that coffee cart and they go places and I don't know. No, I agree. Um and last thing, I don't mean to uh to talk so much about usually we don't spend this much time on our like not movie related content, but hey, um I, I buy these awesome uh, shirts uh, from this company that I'm not going to say their name because not because they're not sponsors, but I don't want more people buying them because they sell out so fast as it is. Mess but they're, I'll tell you, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, they're almost always movie themed shirts, right? Like that is the kind of uh, the thing. That's why I'm so drawn to them because I love movies and I like movie themed product. Um, <laughs> and they, even during the pandemic, they were selling masks and stuff. And uh, um, so I have like a lot of masks that match my like, work shirts that's the thing i really like about these they're also work shirts they're like button up you know professional looking shirts but they are cool prints and um they drop stuff all the time like they're in fact they're dropping stuff too often because the shirts are not cheap and uh i don't usually um buy expensive clothing but i have been buying maybe i, I mean i think i have 10 of these shirts but that's a lot when you, like they're like 65 bucks a piece um but i bought them over like two years but um they just dropped labyrinth shirts. I just shared a link uh, in the chat for you. Um, the one that I think looks the coolest is sold out uh, already. Cause that's what happens. Like that one's really cool. I actually like this one a lot. If I would have bought it, if I'd seen it earlier, but um, then they, apparently they're upping the price by $2. Everything's now $67 instead Wait. of 65. Um, the middle one. Uh, I like the, the purple one um, the most. I haven't looked at the helping hands one yet. I don't know if I like the healthy hand one. 
I don't actually understand what that is. Are they hands? I can't. I think it's the fire monsters, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not as big of a labyrinth fan as you, so I don't know the movie that well. Um, So I'm just like, but the other two, like the Jareth Goblin shirt, I think looks pretty awesome. Um, But it's again sold out. But it's like purple with like the goblins are all like everywhere. The faces of, but from a distance, it'll just look like a pattern. But when you look at it closely, you're like, oh my God, the detail is so cool. Um, They also dropped Batman shirts this week. And I'm very disappointed because I didn't get one. Um, but there wasn't one I loved. I, I like the Adam West ish inspired one, but I, I, there wasn't one that I'm like, I have to have. So I didn't drop the $67 on it. Age of the bat. Yeah. That's the the one with like the pow and bang and stuff on it. But, Those are... but I do have, I have a bunch you, you, I have a, the cool threat level midnight, the office <laughs> uh, shirt and matching mask. Um, so happy when you see. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my faves. It's uh, golden face. Yes, it's so good. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's basically what's been going on in my world. Um, we will move into what we've been watching. Uh, Corey, you want to go first or second this week? Oh, I'll go first. My list is so short. Oh. I, I don't know what free time is anymore, but um, I watched the last episode, finally, of Midnight Mass. Ah. Because I was being a good wife. And I waited for Bill to watch that because, ah. like, I started watching it by myself. And I think on the second or third episode, he got sucked in. I think he was, like, kind of watching. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, I waited for him and we watched it. But I just want to watch it again. Um, And then I've been needing, like, dumb comedy stuff. And also, I get a 30-minute lunch. I work from home, but I make my lunch on my lunch. And sometimes that takes... 10 or 15 minutes. Um, so I've been watching Saved by the Bell. Ah. Because I can handle that. <laughs> that. Um, God, I guess that it's very dated, man. Like, I mean, obviously, but some of the things in that show, they're not like, you know, t- too far. But you can just tell lots of very dated things i don't know gotcha yeah but that's all i've been watching man i i've watched a lot of movies um but the, the one thing i watched um tv wise i is i finished what if the uh the marvel animated series on disney plus uh the last episode for the season dropped yesterday i ha- i usually have been watching it over the weekend but i i didn't want it to get spoiled since it was the last episode um, and I liked it a lot. I won't share any details, so the people who might haven't seen it yet will have a chance. But um, if you haven't watched the What If series, for whatever reason, it's so good. I really like the look of the animation. The The What If idea is basically what if one major element of a MCU story was changed. Um, and so you get these kind of alternate versions of stories you're familiar with or of characters that you know because of the multiverse. Um, and... Uh, how it ties into the actual MCU is really cool. It's just, it's really well thought out. I like it a lot. Highly recommend it. Um, Movie wise, I've watched, oh man, I've watched a lot this week. Um, So on Saturday, I watched Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage in the theater. I did not love that movie. Uh, That was supposed to be our uh, BAMP review for the week, but right before Friday, because the movie came out Friday um, in the UK, they panicked 
and realized that they were going to be competing with 007 No Time to Die. Oh, yeah. So they pushed it back two weeks. So then Matt was like, uh, I can't see the movie because it's not going to be out for two weeks. And I'm like, okay. Well, then I guess we're going to review The Guilty, which is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so our episode for that dropped uh, yesterday. Uh, well, actually, officially, I guess today. But um, it's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie directed by uh, Antoine Fuqua. Um, and it is heavily Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, it's 99% of him on screen. Um, and he's great in the movie. We both liked it. Um, I then would watch on Sunday. I started with the day with Psycho Gorman, the movie we're going to be talking about here momentarily. But then I checked out John Carpenter's The Village of the Damned from 1995. Mm-hmm. Corey, have you ever seen The Village of the Damned? Isn't that the one with Kirstie Alley? It, yes, but it's, she's not the star. The star is Christopher Reeves, Superman, right before he is paralyzed. Um, and I, what I, I was so shocked because I'm watching the movie and I, I'm, I'm on my phone or something and I look up and I'm like, is that Mark Hamill? And sure as heck, Mark Hamill is the priest in that movie. And I'm like, okay, we got Superman and Luke Skywalker and the, the chick from the bar. So, you know, pretty big cast. Um, mediocre movie, but pretty big cast. Yeah, and I then, haven't. Oh, oh go I was going to say, I haven't seen. I remember like parts of it from when I was younger, but I don't know if I saw the whole thing. I actually, I think I, I've seen that like referenced on a bunch of stuff. And I think I always assumed the references were about children of the corn and they were about village of the damned. And it is a remake of an older movie called village of the damned as well, uh, which has higher reviews than the John Carpenter one. But that night, uh, I just started on Sunday. I decided, uh, cause I'm trying to keep up with 31 horror movies this month. I decided to watch a nightmare on Elm street. Cause I thought it had been a long time since I saw it. Now I don't know if I'd ever seen it before or not. Uh, I'm not, I'm not convinced that I ever sat from beginning to end on that movie prior to this week. And apparently I've never watched any of the old ones except for the seventh one and the most unofficial, but yet still official one, which is new nightmare. Uh, so I've been working my way through them and I, so far I've watched uh, all I'm up to number five. I'm like 30 minutes into five. In fact, right before we started recording, I was, I started the fifth one. Fifth one's pretty wild right out the gate. Um, it's not so, it's not so good. Uh, I like the third one the most, I think, um, as far as like enjoyable watch. I, I feel like a Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one has two amazing kills in it. And then a lot of it's kind of silly. And and I, I find it so odd that he chose to have Freddy like literally chase people in the especially in the first movie. He's like running after them and like diving and tackling them and then grappling with them and not using his knife hand nearly as often as he should be oh. like like he has a person on the ground and they're like struggling with him. I'm like, you have a knife hand, just stab. Like, what are you doing? Like, why is this a struggle? And I do think it's part of the character. Cause he is like, he, he gets power from their fear, but it's like, yeah, but there's other cool ways to scare them than just chasing them. Not saying it's not scary. Like if I were being chased by Freddy Krueger, I would be scared, not denying that, but watching it, I've not felt scared really ever in these, these movies. Like even like no dread. I'm just like, in, I'm not no. saying I'm not enjoying it. Even if there's moments where I laugh or there's moments where I'm like, Ooh, that's crazy. But the idea of fear has never crossed me once. And um, I'm watching a movie about nightmare guy and I've had zero nightmares um, problem sleeping, but that's a normal thing. Now uh, I just, my brain doesn't turn off, but no nightmares. And I'm okay with that. But I was afraid of him so much as a kid with apparently almost no reference to him. So 
it's been kind of fun to like realize I this was a huge gap area in my 80s horror that I didn't know I had. I, I really I was so aware of him that I was sure I'd watched all the movies. And now that I'm on number five, I'm like, yeah, I've never seen any of like two, three, four or five. Like, I've definitely never watched those. I've I've seen scenes from the first movie, if nothing else. Like, I've seen the two big kills in that movie prior to watching the movie this week. But I don't think I've ever sat from beginning to end. So that's been a big thing for me. Um, and I, I have a list of movies I want to watch this month if I can for the like 31 days of horror. Um, I may or may not get to all of them. I'm okay if I don't hit the 31, but I'm, I'm actively trying to watch them. Um, a couple of that I'm planning on seeing. I'm obviously going to see Halloween Kills this month. Um, for our podcast, we're, we're watching King Kong. Uh, we're going to watch The Retreat and The Wolfman. So that's three more movies that are definite. I'm going to watch those, no question. But so these are some big gap movies that I've added to my list. Uh, Shin Godzilla, I've been meaning to watch for a while. Um, we were going to do it for, instead of King Kong, but I had no way to get you the movie. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not gonna make you buy something. Um, so I have it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I've never seen Phantoms with Ben Affleck from like uh, 98. And I've always heard that Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Mostly from Jay and Bob, but nevertheless, <laughs> um, I figured I should maybe give that a watch. Um, I've never seen Guillermo del Toro's Mimic. Oh, and that's one of my I, I like Del Toro so much. And it's one of his only movies I haven't seen. So I like, totally need to check that off. Um, I've been told Red Eye with uh, your boy, Cillian Murphy and Rachel McAdams is really, really good. I've had it for a while. Never seen it. So I've added that to my list. Uh, I've never watched Cujo. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's on my list as I've, I've watched. I've realized I've seen a lot of Stephen King movies. So I'm like, I need to complete the filmography where necessary there's some i'm gonna skip because some are just like really bad adaptations but the ones that are well regarded like cujo i want to check out um i've never seen any of the hellraiser movies and i think pinhead is like the one like iconic 80s villain from the horror franchises that i'm not familiar with outside of pinhead so i figured i would add that at least the first one i'm not gonna i feel like the first one's the only one you have to see and then you can kind of like acknowledge that the the others exist um and i've got a couple other movies on my list of things i'm planning on watching this month but uh so far i'm, I'm going to complete the nightmare on elm street movies i'm going to try to watch them by the end of this week like that's my goal so like i'm going to try to finish five either either i'll stay up a little bit tonight and finish five or i'll watch a little more and finish it tomorrow um i don't know if i'm going to get to watch anything tomorrow tomorrow seems like it's going to be a real busy day for me um but then uh saturday i'm going to try to like uh, I'm going to go see 007, No Time to Die. Try to watch maybe both of the last two Freddy movies. It's my favorite thing about the Freddy franchise, listeners. 90 minutes. Every single movie but number seven. 90 minutes. It's like they knew what they were doing. They also are mostly a year apart. Like, oh, wow. like It's like 84, that. 85, 87, 88, 89. And then it jumps to uh, 91 and then 94. And that's when Freddy stops until you get the, uh, the remake. Um, from like 2010 or whatever, but uh, it's hard to believe this. Freddy Krueger hasn't been made since 94 and new nightmare, which is the last official nightmare on Elm street movie. I was the first horror film I saw alone in a theater. Um, oh, wow. So uh, yeah, I, Oh, Corey, I was so afraid of the movie, like not actually the movie itself, but like, I was so afraid that I was going to be afraid <laughs> that anytime I sat in the back row, and it was uh, the theater. It was the old Winter Haven Cobb 
and I sat at the seat I that was closest that to the door. So anytime I got scared, I ran out the door. It was this movie, uh, New Nightmare. And so like people in the theater got mad at me because every time I'd run out the door, the lights, you know, the light would flood into the theater. Um, and it was happening like right before all of what should have been scary scenes, even though, again, I because I was anticipating, right? Like I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And finally I stopped and I did sit and watch it. And by the end I was like, you know what? This isn't that scary. And uh, yeah, that changed my, my viewing of horror for forever after that was like, I finally realized, you know what? I can handle it. Um, which was partially true. There's some things that I could, I cannot handle, but more than not, I've been, I've handled horror since then. I've gotten at this point, very, very rarely do I find actual like fear in a horror movie. Um, but I enjoy it when one does get me like hereditary. Uh, so I think it is time that we call upon the Psycho Gorman listener. We are going to talk about Psycho Gorman from uh, 2020 officially, but it dropped this year on Shudder. Again, it is available with a subscription to Shudder, and there's other ways to see it. Um, The premise from IMDb says, after unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make them do their bidding. Uh, written and directed by Steven Kostansky. Kostansky. It's probably Kostansky. Um, stars. I'm going to scroll down because I want to make sure these are the right people. It is uh, Nita Joss Hanna is the lead little girl named Mimi. Um, they must have filmed this a couple years ago because she's looking way older now. Um, but as, uh, she's only done two movies. This and uh, Books of Blood is the other thing. So um we got Owen Meyer as Luke. I think he's done a few more things, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not not much. Uh, just two other movies. But we got those are the two kids, and they are kind of these. We have a dude. I'm assuming in the suit as Matthew Ninaber is the Psycho Gorman, and Stephen Vlahos is the voice. Um, Adam Brooks is the dad named Greg. Alexis Kara Hansi is Susan. Um, and then pretty much everybody else is like not really there they're like in different costumes and such um cory uh this movie has a 67 on metacritic and a 6.3 on imdb user score i'd love to hear your thoughts first uh you picked this particular movie for this episode what did you think of psycho gorman well i've been hearing a lot of buzz about it you know um Mm -hmm. So that got me interested. But then I got nervous because you said it was low budget. Okay. So I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to have terrible gore? Is it going to have, you know, really bad effects? (laughs) You know, where did they spend their budget? (laughs) Became a concern of mine. But, um... I don't think it was the best movie, but I think it was pretty fun and it exceeded my expectations. So, so it has a uh, estimated, I believe Canadian 1.5 million. I don't know what 1.5 million Canadian is. Um, that's the estimated budget, which isn't a low budget, but it's it's low budget. Most most like professional films are made at uh, you know 10 million or so. Um, I think this might be a Blumhouse level budget, but Blumhouse doesn't usually go for creature features and uh, this level of gore and violence. Um, did that part, uh, do you think they did a good job with like the gore? Yes, I do. I think that 
Um, especially, so first, I always need to know about those numbers. So one Canadian dollar is point is 80 cents of a unit, a US dollar. So I'm really bad with math like that, but I'm guessing a little over a million. Yeah. Maybe like 1.1 or 1.2. Um, but I think that they did really good. I was really impressed, actually, with all the effects. So it it has what I like to compare it to. There's like a Power Ranger vibe to like the monsters. Um, yeah. Which is not a criticism. I, I like the way a lot of the Power Ranger monsters look. Um, it's it's definitely a horror comedy. Uh, yes. You know, it's very, very horror at times, um, especially in terms of gore. Like it's I wouldn't say it's scary. Like there's some, I guess if gore freaks you out, it's scary. But like as far as like the subject matter, it's more sci-fi, like yeah, silly kind of thing. Um, and I love the the tagline on the the poster says "Little Girl, Big Psycho," and I love what that actually ends up meaning when you watch the film, um, because I think the the implication can be taken a few different ways. But if you watch the movie, I think it has a very clear, like, no, no, it means this. Uh, this is definitely the first thing it means. And then, yes, there's still those interpretations. But no, it clearly means this one thing. Um, I I really was impressed with this movie. I, I accepted the screener. I don't usually take a lot of screeners that I get. Um, I get a lot of invites for a lot of movies that I've never heard of. And most do not appeal to me. I feel like I'd heard on maybe Doug Loves Movies or... Um, one one of the many movie podcasts I listened to had said something about this movie. And I was like, that sounds interesting. I, I do like uh, horror comedies a lot. I, that's a yeah. big, big genre for me. And um, I like creature features, even though I don't think I watch enough of them. I do really enjoy most of the ones that I've taken time to watch. I, I like creatures, especially I like I appreciate the character design. And I think this movie's effects are really, really good. I mean, some of them look like effects but it has this classical filmmaking vibe to it that i really appreciate i think a lot of it is practical which is something i really value with horror and i don't know why i don't i'm not one of those people who are is quick to dismiss cg i am not anti-cg um Mm-mm. but there's something about practical horror that just is better to me i i and i that's one of the reasons i love carpenter um and why i love uh green room well, yes, yeah. Saulnier is a big, big I pusher. Always think um, about that. Yeah, the gore in Green Room is fantastic and so violent, and yet so controlled and restrained. And this movie is super over the top, but because of the humor and uh, the style, I think it's really, really funny. Um, I love so many little things about this movie. I don't think it's perfect by any means, but I, I liked it the first time I watched it. I actually liked it a little more the second time because I knew what I was getting into this time, and like mm. I kind of was able to parse the story a little more. Um, there's there's so much like good little setup payoff things. Like uh, the movie opens with the kids playing this wild game that makes no sense. And the fact that that doesn't just go away and that it plays a role throughout the film, I think is awesome. Um, and it's not, it's not obvious that it's going to, but that, that it does, I think is really, really just good design in terms of plot. And, um, yeah, I was severely happy with both viewings of this film. And uh, I really think people need to check it out. Um, especially, I, I think 
of all the streaming services that are available, the fact that you either can get Shutter for five bucks a month, or if you get AMC Plus, you get Shutter included with it. And I don't know exactly what AMC Plus currently costs, but you get a lot of stuff with it. Um, Shutter, if you even remotely like horror movies, has proven to me to be worth the the five bucks because there's so many things, and we've watched a lot because of you. Um, yeah, and you you are an avid supporter, and mostly I've been happy with what we've watched. I feel like we should tweet at them. I would like to get PR boxes or something. They send out such cool PR boxes. Yeah, we definitely should. Uh, we we actively support their movies, and um, I have Craig Engler on my Twitter. I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> like I know him. No, you should. No, I mean, that's how we've gotten other interviews in the past. Is just, and I mean, that's the bloody awesome movie podcast exists because one time I tweeted at Matt and was like, "Hey, would you like to be on my podcast?" And we've since started Matt. our own podcast. You know, um, it's it's something that I think uh, we don't take advantage of enough because we, you know, so many things happen. Um, but yeah, we've we have not we're not sponsored by Shutter. We don't get any kickbacks from Shutter yet. Big fans, um, but please Shutter. Uh, but like and i i will criticize a movie from shutter for sure like i'm not opposed to saying something negative but a lot of the originals that we have watched on this podcast i've enjoyed um i've enjoyed <gasps> more of their original horror than a lot of the horror i've seen in theaters i'll say oh that too i need to say something okay speaking of shutter originals i love the power i think it came out earlier this year i love it so much so, if anyone's looking for something to watch, I suggest that one. Okay. I don't they get a, oh, they get a lot of movies that, it's not like all just Shutter Originals. It's not all, oh, yeah. you know, like, uh, they have some of my favorite horror movies on there. Um, Dead and Buried. I freaking love that movie. But that's also on Prime. But, um, and they have a lot of movies. They've definitely grown their selection, you know, as they've been a channel longer or subscription i guess yeah i watched something on there recently um that i don't think was for the show i can't remember what it was i feel like i watched something specifically that was on shutter but oh well um it is it is again that's where you can currently watch psycho gorman but i think we are done with our spoiler free review uh we both like this movie let's get into the details of why Corey, guys from here on you've muted yourself for oh no it doesn't show muted um sorry guys can you hear me now yes can you hear me now um we're gonna talk about this movie in great detail you have been warned all right so psycho gorman um little girl big psycho it's talking about the same character it is talking about the little girl because she is a big psycho um i think her performance nita joss maybe jossie Jossie? uh, hannah josie um, as Mimi is a clear highlight of this film. She is she is hamming it up a little bit, but I think it works with this movie. I think it's the perfect performance for the character that she is playing in this particular movie. I think if this were like a serious drama or something, maybe she'd be playing a little too big, but this movie is big. Yeah. Uh, this guy's, the design of Psycho Gorman is insane. And the fact that uh, he twice gives villains a warrior's death, which means he eats them. <laughs> love those scenes 
oh, it's so funny how the people react to watching it. And again, it's a really good, it's one of those moments where you don't see as much of it as you think you see, but your brain fills in the gap for you. And you're like, oh, this is horrifying. And the reaction <laughs> shots of the people who are witnessing it, is, it's just great. It's good filmmaking. Well, I think that it's so funny too, because he, the way he talks about it, it sounds like it is, you know, across the board, like, yeah, this is the it's custom. an honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an honor, you know, that you are that this happens. But everyone is horrified. And when people find out that I mean, obviously, I mean, who wants to be eaten? But it just seems like such a badge of honor. Yeah. And when it happens to them, oh no, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the the thing is this movie has this weird kind of family dynamic built into it. It's kind of it's not making fun of, but it is a little. Um, you know, the dad and the mom have this very like like explosively negative relationship at times, but it's not violent because it's it's played for comedy. The dad's a bit of a moron. He makes chicken in the microwave just to like emphasize how dumb he is, um, and like destroy the microwave in the process. <laughs> yeah, like all those little things really work for me. I think Mimi is is really a fun character because she is crazy. She is kind of evil. Um, and it's not one of those movies where it's like, she's only evil because she doesn't understand. No, it's like, no, no. No, she gets it. Yeah, she totally gets it. Um, and um, the crazy chaos ball or whatever the hell the ball game is called that it we start the crazy movie ball. with crazy ball. And then it go. we have a scene where she's explaining the rules to Psycho Gorman. I love when the police show up to stop him. And then he like turns one into a horrendous monster um, who like just, just randomly shooting throughout the film. Like it's so, there's so many little things that just work. Um, Man, I, I love so much about this movie. Like there's so many little jokes that happen. The dad, like uh, when the dad's taking a crap and psycho Gorman, like telepathically, like calls out to him and like terrifies him. Like that cracked me up both times. Like there's so many little scenes in this movie that just worked for me and i definitely i took it on a whim and i liked it a a lot the first viewing and i liked it as much if not a little more again it's not a movie for everybody um but if you like if you don't mind a lot of gore and you like the the power ranger aesthetic it's definitely worth checking out like i i had again like i'd already seen it so i watched it like while doing some other stuff knowing that i could like talk about the movie without having to like sit and like give it a hundred percent of my attention, but the movie just pulls me in. Cause I'm having a good time watching it. Like there's so many scenes where I'm like, Oop, I got to stop and watch this scene. Cause it's, it's just going to be crazy. And like all, of, it's not just psycho Gorman either. Cause it could have just been him destroy, like killing humans or whatever, but no, yeah. we get other monster fights and all the monster designs are really cool. Um, they look, they look homemade to a degree. Right. But they look cool. Homemade look like, to me. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm looking at the, the freaking still on the trailer on IMDb is him with the, the cowboy hat costume. and Oh, yeah. It's not even quite a cowboy hat. I don't know what else to call it, though. It's, like, the closest thing I can think of is a cowboy hat. And he's got, like, the button-up shirt and his, his arms oh, are... Safari, sp- John. Okay, Safari hat. Why not? <laughs> I don't really um, know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I just thought so much of it was so much fun. And, no, it does look good, but, like, it doesn't look overly polished i guess i mean like it looks i think the power ranger thing is accurate and even like that i feel like this will be taken the wrong way but it it feels a little kind of like with power rangers too it feels a little bigger than it 
needs to be maybe yeah, no. i don't know there's camp to it it's a campy kind of yeah like vibe to it and like the the boy that she has a crush on that he he like turns into a <laughs> giant brain monster it's so funny like it's so creepy they never that poor boy never gets turned back dude and she's she is so crazy she's like turn around for me or something one of the first scenes we see that poor kid yeah and then um even it ends with him just eating dinner with his family as the brain thing like he's just sitting there you know like sad and and alone (laughs) and his parents are just eating and he can't actually pick any food up with his tentacle arms like, <laughs> no, it's so many little things that are just hilarious. And even like the beginning when they're digging, digging, digging in the backyard, so she can bury her brother alive because he, he lost, lost the game. crazy ball. Um, and they find the thing that he's entombed in, and she just first try unlocks it, and then later on we see the space monsters mm-hmm. talking about how did they ever open it? It was just so you know hard but i don't know yeah and like her accidentally realizing she has control of him and her like like when they're debating the name for him like oh there's so many little things that are just awesome and like the name it's even the name of the movie i love that it's like what would a teenager name a giant monster you know what i'm saying it's not like it's he's not like i'm psycho gorman they're like you're a psycho gorman he's like what no i don't have a name but by the end, he accepts the name. And I, I love that, like, that he doesn't kill them, but he still, like, goes off. He's not a better person. He just loves them. This They're... is what love is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is, it is like, it's basically, these people are as messed up as I am, so I love them. It's not even like, oh, they're so good to me, I appreciate love. It's almost like, wow, I'm not the only one who's really messed up. Spirits, <laughs> like, yeah. And so, like, that's, it's such a, like, it's a horror twist on the old family, you know, like, classic story, right? It's, like, not quite Adam's family, but it's that kind of level of, like, messed up, morbid, twisted version of what a family's supposed to be, you know? And I, I appreciate that. I just, I found a lot of fun with the, the premise and the execution of it. Yeah. It's very, uh, made me, I don't know, like very cheesy metal sometimes even some of the music yes not not a negative it works it works i actually really like this like the music and the score in the movie because it it just works like it is sometimes a very over the top like stereotypical like sci-fi music or whatever but yeah. it works it works it it's again I loved the Power Rangers as a kid. Like, it was a favorite show of mine. And I even liked the 20, uh, was it 2018 Power Rangers with oh. Elizabeth Banks directing it? And RJ Seiler, Earl from Me and Arlen Dying Girl, is is the Blue Ranger. Uh, they, they maybe wrote badly the, um, from Stranger Things, the season two and three guy, uh, Billy, I think was his name. Um, he's oh. the Red Ranger in the Power Rangers. Like, I like that version. It's not quite as well, like, camp and it doesn't go for the practical effects because it, it goes big budget but i i've enjoyed a lot of power Rangers. i i really i'm the original rangers i i never got into like the the space force and the dinosaurs what? or there's a bunch of variations of power rangers Corey. it's it's many many years into this now um but and i'm not saying those are bad i just my power rangers were the original i it was at least original american ones in the early in the mid 90s 
Um, and I, I always loved it. Um, I love the monsters, but I also loved, I love the martial arts. That's what really brought me there. But I, I enjoyed the monster design. I enjoyed that kind of throwback and psycho Gorman just really hit that, that for me. And I, I have, I, I really like this movie. I, I think I might end up buying it if I, if it's just in case it ever goes off a shutter or whatever, because I actually really like it. Like I could easily see throwing this on, um, for like, you know, I want something scary ish, but fun. Yeah. It, to me, it's so fun. And, uh, interesting thing. Um, again, Corey and I, if you've listened to this show for a while, we don't always sync up on our movie picks. Like sometimes we very much are on polar opposites of a movie. Um, and the one thing I feel like is much more consistent with us is our horror. Sure. Um, because we, we both have disliked some of the very big horror movies. Like neither of us really like Suspiria. Mm-hmm. We didn't like Phantasm, mm-hmm. um, which are two horror movies that are well-regarded within the community. Um, and then there are other horror films that we are uh, very much a pro. And I, I don't think there's any that is generally disregarded that we love per se. Like there's none that are popping into my head that like people think is bad, but you and I like, um, but I don't know where Matt falls on this one, but he doesn't love it. Um, and I don't even know that I would say it's I love it, exorcist. but I really, really enjoy this movie. And I think he's more of like, it was fine. And some I'm like, people, mm. I mean, I don't know if this is the case with Matt, but I know that some people just cannot handle horror comedy. They just, it's not right to them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I love it. Yeah, me too. I, I, and that's the thing I'm kind of mixed with Freddie. Um, Cause Freddie is, the first one, I don't think they're going for comedy. Um, the mm-hmm. second one, they really are. They, I don't know what they're doing in the second one. The second one's wild. Like it, it is a very different tone of a movie. There's all sorts of like homoerotic or like not homoerotic, but like homo uh, homosexual like undertones and like my understanding. The actual actor was gay and was told to like lean into that, but also not not completely be there. So like, there's all sorts of subtext that I don't know if the movie's equipped to tackle. But then, like, the third one is where Freddy kind of becomes the Freddy people think of, where he's like, cracks, like, he says things when he kills. He doesn't just kill. Like, he's, like, dropping one-liners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there, I think I start to like it more because it does lean into the comedy a little bit. Where, like, that's not what Friday... Friday the 13th, if you're laughing, you're laughing because it's preposterous. That Like, Jason's not cracking jokes or being funny. And same thing with Halloween movies. If you're laughing, you're laughing at the the ridiculousness of the film. And I'm talking like Halloween three, four, five, you know, and like Friday the 13th, like three, four, five, six, seven, like that kind of thing where like at some point Jason X happens, right? Freddy never goes there because Freddy's already kind of a comedy and yet it's not a horror comedy. Like that's not what I think of with Freddy Krueger where like Evil Dead 2 horror comedy, like all in like Bruce Campbell is all in on horror comedy. And uh, Housebound was a film we watched. I think, yeah, so amazing, right? Like uh, an underseen movie. It's generally oh, funny and generally frightening at times. Like it, that, it's really both. It has like the best balance of tone, I think, between mm-hmm. the two. And also, they just—I'm pretty sure they just added that to Shutter recently, and Ooh. it was on Prime at one point. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see a really good movie. Yeah. Housebound is a New Zealand masterpiece, in my opinion. It is so good. Um, and there's a bunch of other horror comedies. Some are not coming to my brain right now, but I love a good horror comedy. It's definitely, and again, 
when I say that, I mean an intentional Drag horror me to hell. comedy. Like, I need to rewatch Drag Me to Hell. I think I watched that one with like a, a kind of jaded attitude about it, and also thinking it was going to be an actual horror movie and not a mm. horror comedy. Um, so I, like, and that's that's always a problem too. If you go in with too much expectation of what a movie is versus letting the movie be a thing, you can ruin your experience with it. And I'm guilty of doing that a lot. Like where I go in like expecting something so specific, and then when it's not that, I'm just like, well, this isn't what I wanted. To be fair to the movie, that it wasn't making it for me for that you know what i'm saying like it did it's it made what it wanted to make uh vicious fun though that was another horror comedy that we both really enjoyed from shutter why am i forgetting that was the serial killer one <sighs> you picked that one <laughs> i know guys i have the worst i swear i'm gonna have alzheimer's one day oh i hope oh not. yeah with like the help the self-help group the yeah the aa for uh serial killers um, yes yeah, very, very fun movie. I like that one a lot, too. Freaky is another recent horror comedy that I love with Vince Vaughn and uh, the one girl from um, Blockers. Oh, my God. And what was that movie with Samara Weaving just a couple years ago that was great? Oh, um, the Ready Ready or Not? Yes, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Oh, yeah, that one was so good. She's Samara Weaving, man. She's just awesome. Like, I, I enjoyed her in so many movies. And that one is a great freaking horror comedy that was a pleasant surprise mind you too like i didn't know i was going to enjoy that movie at all that looked like it was going to be like b level and then it was like no no this is really high quality <sighs> good good stuff. so good um yeah and there's there's a lot of them out there and psycho gorman's just one more that uh goes to my kind of comfort list you know matt likes to rewatch the exorcist which uh, feels like torture that. to me i think it's a great movie but i don't want to sit through oh, it no. over and over and over again where i could sit through like psycho gorman like if if tbs showed very gory and like allowed for cursing that's the type of movie that i could just have on in the background because i'm gonna laugh at it hours like like the christmas story <laughs> 24 hours yeah. of psycho gorman, Halloween. <laughs> oh man um that might be a bit much but yeah no i uh I like it. Corey likes it. I, I'm going to say not quite golden for me. I am leaning there, too. I definitely think it's more than a decent watch. Yeah, it's. It, I don't think it's a must-see. But I think if, if this is the type of thing that checks certain boxes for you, it might be. And uh, it checks a lot of my boxes. Um, and I, I now that I've seen it twice, it just confirms it to me that it's definitely worth checking out. So Psycho Gorman, guys, on Shudder. Give it a watch. That's our review. We will be back next week with our review. We're going back in time. 1933's King Kong, the movie that started it all. I've been meaning to check that off of a list for a long time. I'm excited to finally do so. Um, I don't know how great I will enjoy it, but I know I will appreciate the filmmaking in it. Um, and I, it's one of those things where I, I feel like I know the story. I'm wondering if I'm right or if it's going to be different than I, than I think it is. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, it's such a, iconic film it's been referenced and and redone and i've seen kong skull island and godzilla versus kong but i actually have never sat through peter jackson's king kong because it's like three hours long um and i'm just like okay i've seen enough of it i think uh but you know maybe i'll be excited and want to watch it after watching the 1933 one i've also never seen the 70s one with jessica lang um but maybe one day uh, in the meantime, folks, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews. At Corey R. Star, two R's on the end. And if you like what we're doing here at Burke Reviews Movie Club, we ask that you take just a minute or two and rate and review our podcast. Um, and to my students who have started listening to this podcast, 
thank you. I do appreciate it. You do not have to do that. If you really enjoy it, though, keep listening. If you don't, you don't have to. I promise it's okay. <laughs> um, but thank you either way. I'm going to research your IP addresses or something. Yeah, I, no, I, I promise I won't. But um, that's it for this episode. And until next time, we say keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs>